You are listening to Baking Boss Kitchen Secrets with Naomi Rose, the food business talk show that shares with you the reality of what's happening in the food and hospitality industry. I am on a mission to help as many people as possible grow and build successful food businesses. Each week on this podcast, you'll get useful information, top tips, as well as what's really happening in the kitchen behind the scenes. Let's get on to today's show. Hello my lovelies, hope you are all well. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of day you're listening to this podcast. Naomi here on Kitchen Secrets, the food talk show where we get behind the scenes of what goes on in hospitality. Now before I get on to today's episode, I just want to tell you about a great free guide I've just put out on my website, on social media and any other channel that you might be on, including my email. It's called How to Start Your Own Cafe and Bakery in 10 Easy Steps. Now, from those that have read my story or heard my background, I started my business by quitting my nine to five job in the office and basically throwing myself headfirst into the world of hospitality. With no experience, no professional baking experience enough, not even run my own business before. So I learned absolutely everything on how to do my business from Google. I didn't have a mentor. I didn't have a coach. So I literally taught myself pretty much everything. Made lots of mistakes along the way, had to make lots of guesses, but I have put this guide together to help you if you are just starting on that journey, because you're probably thinking, I've really got this great idea. I'd love to do this, but how on earth would I go around doing it? Yep, I felt like that. I know that feeling is slightly overwhelming, slightly daunting, very exciting. But I put a guide together just to get you started, to start you thinking about what might be possible and what you're kind of thinking about. Top tips that will give you an outline to get you going if you are just starting on that journey. And that kind of segues very nicely into today's episode, which is about one of my favourite topics, organisation. So if you've read my previous blog post or heard my previous podcast, I've been talking about my boss it method, the framework to get you set to get you set up in your business for success right from the get go or implement it during your business if you've already got one going. Boss it just again, quick recap stands for boundaries, organisation, self-motivation, systems, intuition and trust. And today we are going to be talking about organisation. And I am someone who loves to get organised. Admittedly, some days I have where I am completely scattergun and do about 300 things in one go and achieve nothing. And other days I really like to be organised and get myself, you know, really in that right mindset of being focused. When you're running your own business, what I learned very quickly was sometimes it's not always that easy to stay organised because sometimes things come at you that you're least expecting and your plan goes out the window and suddenly you have to change direction. But I want to give you some really helpful thoughts and tips that I've learned certainly from my experience of before actually I even opened my cafe and bar Elsie Mays. But my background is actually project management. So I really like to kind of have that project management framework to work alongside, which Help me really set up my business in the best way possible because I had all of those useful resources and tools in my knowledge, in my armory that could try and get my business organised as possible. 
my usually my biggest problem was I tried to do too much within the time frame I had. Um, that's just the nature of I'm a Leo, so maybe that's just in my nature of being far too ambitious with what I actually can practically do. What I have definitely learned a long way is some planning techniques and tools that have actually really helped me in my business. So, and one thing I learned more recently than others. Well, I suppose I already knew it, but one one way of being summarised was actually by um, a female entrepreneur called Carrie Green. If you have not heard of her, then go look her up. She has the Female Entrepreneurs Association. But one of her masterclasses she she did recently talked about, is what you're doing today going to help you achieve your goals? And that's actually really stuck with me in terms of thinking about how I organise my time, how I organise my time now. And how I look at what I'm doing in my day to day life. So I actually now kind of have a post-it note next to my laptop that says, is what you're doing now helping you achieve your goals? And it really has started to think about how I prioritise my time and keep myself organised in my business. Just maybe have a think about that. Think about what your goals are around your business, what you're trying to achieve. Do you feel like you're kind of organized in the right way to do that are you set up to be achieving them in the best way possible so before I opened LC Mays I like I said I was a project manager I used to run events so very much time driven things that I was always doing and there were always very clear deadlines of when I needed to do stuff by and usually I'd have to put some framework in place to make sure I was achieving all the actions to get us there so the project management tools and skills that I learned in my previous jobs really helped me with my own business. It gave me a really good framework to start from. I'm very lucky to have learned those skills and I want to share some of those skills and give you my top tips around how to manage time and stay on track. Know that it's okay to feel out of control sometimes and that's why having a really great plan in place can give you something to anchor to so that you can kind of refocus and kind of go, am I doing what I need to to achieve my goals today? So my first thing I'm going to talk about, which might be slightly controversial to some people, is lists. Now, we all have a list. We all love writing lists, I think. Do we all love writing lists? Well, let me know. Message me at Naomi Rose Baking Boss or drop me an email. I'd love to hear what your thoughts are on lists. I'm going to give you a prime example of why lists don't always work. So you go to the supermarket, you've written your shopping list of what you want to buy that day. You go around, you put everything in the trolley, you come out, you get in your car or some. sometimes these days you get it delivered. You get in the car park, having done your shopping and you realise you've forgotten something. Or you get home and you realise that something has run out. So there you have it, your list starts again and you haven't even got home. So that is why lists are often not the best tool to use for staying organised because you're never going to get to the end of your list. It's actually probably going to cause a bit of demotivation because you're never going to achieve everything on your list all the time. What you will probably end up doing is sometimes you'll write a list that is unrealistic in the time you've got and you won't achieve everything. So you'll feel like you've not really achieved that in your business. Now, I will go and write down everything that I need to do just to get it out of my head, because sometimes you have to write stuff down or speak it into your phone. There's lots of voice recording apps if you're walking, so you can just quickly jot some notes down. So it gives you a bit of brain space, a bit of mind space available. And then I will actually put them in order of priority. But sometimes I'll go, well, that's really important to do because that's helping me achieve my goal. That is less important to do because 
it's not helping me achieve my goal today. But then you can also then look at what when is best to plan your time in to do these things. So it's actually really thinking about what's urgent and what's important. As I spoke about on my last podcast, think about what's important to you, not what is urgent to someone else. Because your priorities are different from other people's priorities. And you need to be responsible for your own time and your own actions rather than someone else's. So make sure you really think about how you balance what you've got, what actions you need to do to achieve your goals rather than what someone else wants you to do. So that's one thing to think about in terms of lists. So you might not be a list writer. I know, you know, some people can think of three things that they're going to do and then that's all that they're going to do. And that's great. But really prioritise your time of what's important. The other thing that I've used quite regularly in business is when I've written down a list of tasks or actions to get me to an end goal. So say, for instance, around the crowdfunding of the bakery, I actually had a document in place that had all the actions I wanted to take listed on it, but they had a priority key against them. So it's called a Moscow spreadsheet. And this is something where you label each action a must, a should, a could, or a would. So it basically gives you that I absolutely must do this to achieve this project. So I had this in place for making sure that I could crowdfund the bakery. So I knew really high priority to crowdfund the bakery was getting the PR and media coverage. It was absolute must to make it a success because people needed to know about it. So that was a really high priority thing I had in that document. And there are other stuff down the bottom that would be like, well, if I get time, then I would do it. But in terms of this project, it's really not that important of making sure that goal gets achieved. So have a have a look up. I'll put a link in the show notes for this around this kind of a spreadsheet. But it gives you that if you love a spreadsheet, it gives you a really great framework to work around. The other thing that I've talked a bit around is time blocking. So this falls a little bit into my what I've talked about previously around boundaries, the be and boss it. But blocking out clear areas of time of when you're going to do certain bits of work, I think is really, really helpful and important so that you can really maximise on your time as a business owner, allow yourself the space to feel like you're in control of everything. So for me, for instance, when just I'm going to give you a prime example now, I'm actually batching all these podcasts right now. So I am doing several episodes back to back that will get released every week. Now I'm doing that because I've got I'm in that I'm in the zone at the moment. I've got like some ideas of what I'm going to talk about. So I am getting them done while I have got this time available to do my podcasting. That way, then I am not having to think of getting one done every week and trying to fit it in. And it's the same when you're working in like baking or doing, you know, certainly when we had the bakery, it was a matter of doing, well, I'm going to do all of the sourdough now because I am doing the sourdough. I could do it for a couple of days and then I can do something else tomorrow. So I'm really batching and thinking about what I am doing at one time so I can get organised. If you're someone that does social media or does email as well, write your emails in advance. It's absolutely fine to maximize the use of your time when you're doing stuff so again you you often see it in like if you watch MasterChef Australia or any of the food shows I love MasterChef Australia by the way if you don't watch it go and watch it it is excellent but I think that you 
so often see when chefs are preparing their meals, they've got like six or seven plates out at once and they're plating all at once. That's exactly the way you need to think about your businesses. How can I, while I'm doing one task, can I do like three lots and then I've got three lots of weeks covered then? Just really think about if you're doing something at any one time, what else you can do to really maximise that time. If you're already doing it, rather than doing a bit here, a bit there, really just focus down on what you can do in that time. And then it takes all of that stress of having to do everything week on week, which can get well, it can get a bit routine and mundane and then you probably start dropping it because you're getting bored of doing it in that way and you're going to exhaust yourself by trying to do it. <laughs> I've done it. It doesn't always work. So think about what you can do in batches that will really help you and your business. So another top tip I've got for you, which sometimes if you've worked in business, you will have heard about the smart, setting smart goals, being smart with things. And SMART stands for five things, which is being specific, measurable, achievable, realistic and timely. But this is how in business, I think you need to think about how you use your time. So one thing, like I've said, I'm not very good at because I'm always far too over ambitious and try and do far more than I can actually achieve and end up working far too long. But it's really being really realistic with yourself of what time you have available it's always very easy to take on more than you have time for and I think we're all victim of that at some point but to manage your customers to manage your staff and to manage your business effectively and efficiently without tiring and burning yourself out and then stretching those boundaries that we're talking about in the last episode really be smart about how you use your time and how you use your organization and what you can achieve because at the end of the day You want to make sure you get your business right. You want to do the best that you can do. And by setting yourself unrealistic timeframes, it's going to stress you out. You're going to never feel like you're achieving everything. And going back to that to-do list, you're never going to get to the end of the list of what you've got to do. You're just never going to feel like you're really kind of getting on top of everything. And that will then have a knock-on effect in other areas of your business because you're not being able to achieve and your personal life as well because sometimes then you're you will sacrifice your own personal time for the sake of your business and there is only one of you you can only do your best and the other thing sort of on that same point is why be perfect when you can be great you are never going to achieve perfection so you will have to learn where you can let stuff go that will be perfectly fine for everybody else The other thing I'm going to talk a bit about, and again, I talked about it in previous episodes, is around outsourcing what you don't need to do. So part of you being in control of your business, part of you being organised is being realistic on what your skill set is. So if your skill set really isn't social media, if your skill set really isn't email marketing and you think they're crucial to your business, and we'll come on to talking about PR, marketing and social in another episode because that again alongside project management is my background so I've done a lot of social media campaigns and email campaigns in my time but if they aren't your skill set if social media just feels like an awful lot of stress for you and that you feel like you have to be on it all the time find someone that can help you with that because you are investing in putting your areas of expertise into the best parts of your business 
outsource what you don't need to do that other people can do quicker because financially and time-wise and everything else, it will work out better for you in the long run. As a business owner, you really have to be honest with yourself of what you can do. I understand websites. I'm quite a techie person and I have built several websites not very well. So I understand the tech and I will go and try and do it and it will take me a very long time to do, but it's not my skill set. I am not a web developer. I am not that expert. Now I outsource that. So someone else manages my website for me and it works so much better. I don't have to worry about it. And in the back of my head, I go, oh, I just I'll just upload that podcast episode to my website. I've got people that can do it for me. I don't need to do it. So again, being smart with what time where my time is best spent and outsourcing what I don't need to do is really really important so think about what you need in your business that you don't necessarily need to do yourself if admin is one of those things that just seems to take up a lot of time you can get a VA a virtual assistant they're brilliant they will sort you out (laughs) and it means that you don't have to worry about doing all of those admin tasks that you just never get around to doing or you find them very stressful, they can help sort that out for you. Again, look holistically at your business of where your skills and your time and is best spent because it'll be worth the investment. This is about growing and developing your business. So really think about all of those things that will help you to be organised and manage that time in the best way possible. Another thing I think it's important to think about when you are in your business, when you're running a business, whatever that business might be, is looking at when you are going to take time off. So I've talked about this before in Boundaries. I've talked about this before in previous podcasts as well. But organising in when you are going to have time off will help you work much smarter. Rather than having like a never ending date of, well, I'll just go then and then finding out that you can't actually go on holiday then because you've taken a booking. Book in that time in advance, plan it a year in advance, because then you will know when you can work and when you can't work. It's just being smart with your calendar. So getting smart with when you know peak seasons are coming. So, for instance, in the cafe, Christmas was always going to be really busy and Easter was always going to be really busy. So in the run up to those months, and when I say run up, I'm talking from September onwards, I will be planning Christmas because that's how long... I would need to run in and you know full well that straight after Christmas Easter starts the Easter eggs are on the shelf in the shop so again I would be planning Easter almost before Christmas was out the door it was even if I hadn't got any think written down for Easter I would be thinking about it in my brain of what I'm going to have to do for Easter even before we got to Christmas and I used to work in the theatre And the Christmas show, we used to start advertising before the end of the last Christmas show. So we would talk Christmas all year round. (laughs) So you can see how far ahead that planning your time and being organised can be really important. So which is why it's important to put in times when you are not going to be available to work way in advance, because then you know you've got that downtime, it's planned in. And you can work it around some of your busier times in the calendar to make sure that there are no clashes. Also means that you won't tire and burn yourself out and you get a bit of rest in between times. So that is absolutely really important. Alongside sort of planning in the time off you're going to have, like I've just mentioned, looking at key points in your diary when you know you're going to be really busy. You might be a wedding cake maker, for instance, and 
weddings get particularly busy around the summertime for you. So you might need to really think about how what you might need to do around those times to make sure that you have the best capacity possible. Again, this comes back to maybe batching social media content a couple of months in advance so that you've got the space to create all of those beautiful wedding cakes without feeling like you've got 300 other jobs to do on the back burner as well. The other thing that you can do, and there are many online tools that you can use, but I use one called Trello, which is basically a project management tool. And I used to use it when I managed a digital team in my previous job because there were several agencies that I used to have to work with. There were people that were based in different offices and it was a way of me keeping on track of everything and everyone else could see it. It's a great tool. It's absolutely free as well, which is even better because who doesn't love free things every now and again? But you can go and basically write down all your tasks. You can colour code them and you can have priority order. So you could have like a what they call a traffic light system on them, a red, yellow and green or red, amber and green. It's also got a colourblind setting, by the way, if you are colourblind on there. But what it does is helps you to have all your tasks in one place. It can alert you when deadlines are coming up so you can put deadlines against tasks. And it's a great way that people, if you're working with multiple different people, can actually add to those cards and give you updates on those cards without you having to necessarily always chase people. They can go on and see the alert that a timescale is coming up or whether they've had contact with someone so it's a really great tool so I highly recommend that. I know there are lots of other tools out there as well I think Notion is another one which is really great so sometimes it's about finding a tool that works for you. This is kind of covered by the organisation theme of the day it's finding out how what tools you need to keep you organised in your business and being realistic with what time you have available. I highly recommend taking some time out to plan if it's once a quarter, once every six months, but really just give yourself permission to go and just plan the next few months. I used to work in rolling years. So basically what that means was I would always have sort of a 12 month rough plan in my head, but the next quarter I would then plan the next quarter at the end of that year so I'd always have a year to view but I'll be always thinking that far ahead didn't necessarily get everything done I wanted to do in that time frame but I could really sort of see where my year was heading towards and this is where you're sort of knowing what your goals are and making sure you're staying actionable to those goals is what I'm doing today going to help me achieve my goals again having that plan to view that's in your mind give yourself permission to do that once a quarter every six months whatever works best for you will really just help focus what you need to do okay so that is a little bit on organization today so just have a bit of a recap of what I talked about it's about finding the ways that helps you to stay organized in the best way possible I'll put some links in the show notes to things like Trello I'll also share with you some useful information on my Moscow spreadsheet. That is a really, really helpful tool. Time blocking, again, making sure you time block your time and be smart with it. So that's a specific, measurable, actionable, realistic and timely method. And my final top tip for you today is think about how you're going to use your to-do list. Make sure you use it so that you do what's important, not what's on the list because you'll always forget something and you won't have time to do everything. Okay, so that is today's episode for you. I hope you've enjoyed listening to it. 
as ever do subscribe give this podcast a like if you like it if you can I know some platforms don't necessarily let you review them I'd love to know what you think as always you can find me at Naomi Rose Baking Boss on the socials and drop me an email at Naomi Rose at bakingboss.net I hope you all have a great week and I'll be back next week for another great episode. Have a good one and happy baking. Thank you for listening to Baking Boss Kitchen Secrets with Naomi Rose. If you're enjoying this podcast, then please do give it a review. And don't forget to subscribe and follow. If you want to get some useful resources, then do visit my website, bakingboss.net. And give me a follow on social media at Naomi Rose Baking Boss and I am Baking Boss. We'll see you on the next episode.